Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the NSAA High School Baseball Championships from Werner Park in Omaha on Friday, May 17th. Catch the Class C game at noon Central, Class B game at 3.30 p.m. Central, and Class A at 7 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. To Hurt at Sports Radio. Welcome back to Hurt at Sports Radio. We're halfway through the show here on a Monday on AM 590 ESPN Omaha and ESPN Tri Cities. I want to tell you about our friends at Dyer Law. If you've been hurt in a personal injury accident, you can count on the Dyer Law team to provide you with a helping hand when you need it, no matter what you're dealing with. Call the Dyer Law team at 402-393-7529 or visit Dyer.Law to chat with trusted professionals about your personal injury claim. That's D-Y-E-R dot law. Joining us now on the Warhorse Sportsbook Hotline is Scott Docterman. He covers college football and Iowa for the Athletics. Scott, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, guys. How about yourselves? Good, man. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, you bet. We are doing well here on a Monday morning. Had a nice football weekend. And Iowa, during championship weekend for the NFL, made a little bit of news as well, finally hiring their offensive coordinator in Tim Lester. Uh, Scott, just your initial reactions to that hire and any any background you might have on kind of how it took place and ended up being Lester as the guy. Well, my first response is that I, I was telling people at Iowa that, you know, if you would just not do it on Sunday, I would really appreciate it because <laughs> that, that's uh, – well, I, I kind of wanted to watch the championship games, but, uh, you know, blew out most of the first one because of this. But, no, seriously, uh, this is, you know, it was 90 days since Brian Ferentz was announced he wasn't going to come back. And mm-hmm. so this has been a long, long process and one that uh, has driven pretty much everybody batty in this state. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, now, you know, and Kirk kind of carp- uh you know, uh, puts everything in kind of its own little segment. And so he didn't really start getting really involved, I guess, or really attacking this situation until January after the bowl game. And uh, it looked for a while like it was going to be Paul Crist. And I know they had a lot of discussions. And basically I was told that the offer was there for Paul. But, but you know, at the same time, the former Wisconsin coach, uh, you know, is an analyst at Texas. He's got – He's working with um, Arch Manning and Quinn Ewers, so that seemed like an opportunity he didn't want to pass up. So then Iowa kind of looked around, and and uh, the last couple of days it was between him and, and Kevin Johns from Duke, you know, and he did the interviews. And I think, you know, and, and we'll talk to Kirk more in depth here later this week, but um, a lot of what I kind of gathered is, you know, Tim, Tim had some pretty good numbers, at Western Michigan, I'm really interested in knowing how he marries kind of the Maction style that, <laughs> that they had at times at Western Michigan with what Iowa likes to do. But, but uh, you know, he, he's got a lot of experience. He's from the Chicago land, and which is only three and a half hours away from Iowa City. So I, I think it's uh, it's an it's a hire that hasn't necessarily inspired a lot of people. I think there's been a lot of pushback 
but I think uh, most of the people will kind of rally around the flag at some point. Yeah, Scott, I wanted to ask because, you know, it, it was a hire that kind of seemed overwhel- or underwhelming, excuse me, by the majority of, of Iowa fans, at least the ones that I, I'm seeing on Twitter and interacting <laughs> with that way, which I know is not always a good sample size. But that's why I'm curious, you know, as you heard that name, especially after you hear a name like Paul Christ, who, you know, maybe didn't have the end of the tenure he wanted in Wisconsin, but I think is well-respected as an offensive mind. Was there any sort of letdown when the name ended up being Tim Lester as opposed to somebody that maybe people were a little bit more familiar with? There was from from a lot of the fans, and I think, uh, as you mentioned, you know, with Paul Christ, I don't know that he excited them as much as he they thought that it would be a good fit because, you know, they competed against each other for several years, and, mm-hmm. and Paul's style of play is, is kind of comparable to what Iowa does. It's just Iowa really needed a revamp in the passing scheme. That, that was a disaster and has been for a while, and um, and so, you know, that's kind of what people were wanting and expecting. And, you know, they kicked the tires on some candidates like an Andy Ludwig that, that you know, really wasn't interested. And then, they, you know, Kevin John seemed to be the one that most of the fans were excited about. He was here on Friday. And, um, you know, somebody sent me pictures of him having breakfast with Kirk. And so I posted those on Twitter and they had a, you know, that, that turned out to be well received, <laughs> but, uh, he was from Duke, um, and had some really good offenses, both at Duke and Memphis and had been around, but, you know, Tim Lester was one that I think every, I guess the fans just, um, a lot of them, I would say just kind of fell in that category of, uh, it's a fallback. It's safe. It's typical Kirk. It's a Mac coach that he knows. That blah blah blah. But I. But looking, you know, and trying to to soak up as much as I can on him. You know, they they did have some potent offenses. They were mm-hmm. ranked in the top twenty five three times. The top thirty five four years in a row. They averaged thirty some odd points five years in a row. What he was at Western Michigan as the head coach. So I think there's there's some opportunities there, and and with Iowa returning all of its offensive linemen plus plucking a former five star, the starting left tackle at Alabama who returned home, um, I, I and Luke Lachey coming back, I think there's some opportunity for this offense to really change and get better, especially in the passing game with the right type of leader. And Tim Lester was a quarterback, and you know has coached at a lot of different levels. So I think there most people when they're rational will kind of accept it and 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 not criticize it until they actually get to see him on you know like the spring practice or something (laughs) yeah no scott i'm with you because you know most court most coaches that you know fizzle out tend to not have a very good ending to their previous stop and you know just like paul chris that was tim lester and you know just because that last season didn't go according to plan you can't forget about what came first i mean he had a he had a wide receiver at one point that was drafted top five overall in Corey davis he had sky Moore that went to the draft a little bit later in 2022 so i mean these are guys that you know well sky Moore not as much and Corey davis will didn't have the career anybody thought either, but these were highly valued prospects, and he's somebody that helped produce those guys. You know, you mentioned the change, though, on offense, and I'm trying to wrap my head around what Iowa could be doing next year. You mentioned, uh, you know, revamping the, the passing scheme, but what do you think Iowa is trying to become by hiring Tim Lester? What can we really expect this offense to look like next season? 
I think it's more of a matter of they're going to keep the foundation of what they like to do, and they may be able to finally, because they have a left tackle now in Caden Proctor that will be able to do this, is maintain it's, it's the, what it wants to do, and that's run zone. But then also just, you know, the, the problems I saw through the passing game, and I think that Lester probably should be able to attack is just horrific spacing and and route tree and and just there there were so many times where you get two guys who were within you know five yards of one another and then there would be 40 yards of nothingness in the passing game and you know so schematically I think that's something that a former quarterback somebody who's called plays somebody who's you know he worked at Purdue um, and you know, help David Blau for a little while. Somebody who might be able to organize that a little bit better and space the field. I think that's just because, you know, Iowa doesn't have any blazers necessarily, and other than a tight end, they don't have anybody who can really, you know, post up on anybody. So it's just they they needed some changes there, and I think that's what I see. I don't know that they're going to go – formationally much different. I mean, they've kind of been pretty balanced between 12 personnel, you know, two tight ends and that, and 11 personnel of three wide receivers. I expect that to be the case again. Um, I don't, and I don't think Kirk would allow it to say, well, we're going to go air raid here. Either, <laughs> you know, so, uh, but uh, they're, they're going to run the football. It's going to be balanced. It's just going to be about how do you, you know, untangle. It's like having a, you know, some, some kid with really big frizzy hair and having a, Combs stuck in it and twist it all around. That's what they need to do with the passing game. <laughs> We're talking with Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Scott, got about a minute left here with you. Um, how, do you how do you think they'll measure success in year one with Tim Lester at OC? Because obviously the bar has been set reasonably low in the past few years of the offense. Is it going to be enough just to beat kind of what this Iowa offense has done in the last couple of years, or do you think there is a higher expectation bringing somebody new in? Yeah, there's going to be a higher expectation, no doubt. I mean, this was such a bad offense, let's just say, <laughs> the last two years in particular, and, and they still won 10 games, and I know that yeah. people have said, well, you know, who they, you know, look at who they beat. Well, they had to win those games, too, and, and they returned 9 out of the 11 starters they had on defense, so they're going to be still pretty good and stout on that side of the ball. They have, as I said, they're going to return their entire offensive line, plus have a, you know, a, the starting left tackle for Alabama for all 14 games coming in, all their, you know, their best tight end their best all their running backs are back so it's going to be really um moving forward that with that passing game and you know maybe you 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 know figuratively have the drive for 325 again but uh, <laughs> I, I think it's going to be about average of 25 points and 350 yards a game you know i think i need to correct something here too i think Corey davis was actually the year before tim lester i think he was kirk sharaka Okay. Yeah. yeah. And PJ Flack. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's that. That was like the 19 touchdown season for Coleman. So, okay, maybe maybe it is underwhelming for Iowa fans. <laughs> there you go, Scott. We appreciate your time. We appreciate you joining us. I'm sure we'll catch up again soon. All right. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Thanks, that's Scott. Scott Dockerman. We will have more and coming up next on Herd Sports Radio.